0: all right welcome to another episode of tea time at PhysioX. x today we have a special guest cassandra cassie cassie is one of a client of ours and she did something incredible last year is uh she ran the marathon for the first time ever
1: i did crazy
0: yeah so tell me about why you even want to run a marathon because it's such a long time to be running
1: to to be running it is um it's funny you say that because i had um I had some house guests over who were kind enough to come cheer me on, Um, they're Dustin's cousins, and um, he woke up and he said, oh, and you know, Cass is already running, and they checked me on the app, and then they had coffee, they had some breakfast, and he goes, oh, and you know, she's still running. And um, it is a very long time. I'm not that fast, so I ran it in about four hours and 50 minutes, so I was running for close to five hours. and. I've got to say um, I loved it enough to do it again this, this cycle and um, I think that what running shows me is that I can trust my body to do really hard things um, and I truly believe that anybody can run and anybody can run that marathon distance if you are disciplined and you are consistent and you work really hard in it. And I think that crossing the finish line is just this huge, um, testament to all of that hard work. And I'm just, I'm like a regular person. I'm not that athletically gifted and I did it. And I think, you know, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well, tell me about your regular person life. So you are, a uh attorney
1: i am an attorney Um, i am a practicing real estate family law and estate planning attorney and i have a practice in quincy so i have you know my regular day job Um, i would say nine to five it's really not and i sit all day and um, i don't really get out much and so that's kind of this kind of therapeutic part of running um Mm. that serves me really well is it gets me out there. It kind of makes sure that I, you know, don't have my phone notifications on. Mm -hmm. I don't have my email on. Um, you're, you can listen to a podcast. Um, you can play some music and it's just this time where you're outside focusing on the immediate. It's just one step, um, in front of the other, literally one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. And whatever distance you do, it's, I think that it's an accomplishment. Um, and you have you know, good running days and you have bad running days. You have some runs that are just like, you should be able, you feel like you should be able to run this distance, no problem, but for some reason, that day was like really challenging for you. And I have a lot of those days, but again, it's about finishing that task that kind of shows you like what your body can do and what your mind can do, because I really think your mind is gonna quit like before your
0: body does. Uh, Yeah, I I was just gonna say that I'm sure there's some mental kind of release that Mm -hmm. you get from being out there. So it just sounds like when you're out there running, it sounds like that's a time where you can really be present Mm
1: -hmm.
0: with yourself, with Mm -hmm. the environment. And I love that you put the notification off on your phone.
1: Mm Yep. So what normally
0: happens when you don't put your notification on? It,
1: it's still, you know, it's you, you get your emails, um, they come through on my watch, um, Ooh, you get yeah. text messages, and you know, your clients are, you're dealing with a very sensitive part of their lives, so it's not, I'm definitely not saying I don't want my clients to get in touch with me, I love and cherish my relationship with my clients, I um, really actually love my job, um, I love working with people, but... Sometimes um, when you work with people and you're trying to help them and support them through a problem, it gives you this perspective, which I do think is good to have, that you know there are problems that are bigger than you. And you're reminded that like whatever you're going through is not as hard as what some of your clients going through. That is actually something I tell myself when I'm running too. Mm, but that doesn't- You're using
0: that as your strength. Yeah, but like, that doesn't
1: mean that you don't take time for yourself. And um, I really think that that isolated um, time when I'm running a few times a week is just so therapeutic um, mentally, and then physically, it's like I always feel better when I'm active. Like yeah. I, I have less, I have less pain. Um, it puts me on this good cycle where i'm like i worked really hard and now i'm going to be focused on hydrating and feeding my body Mm -hmm. right and so everything's kind of connected that way and it makes me just live a healthier lifestyle and that makes me you know be more present in my life i'm a more present partner more present aunt more present sister daughter attorney whatever
0: right so it seems like just having that outlet to take care of yourself yeah so you can take care of clients
1: mm-hmm. and your
0: family and the people that you love
1: mm-hmm. and i think
0: that's a, a point where a lo- i think a lot of people are givers Yep. maybe that's just me and the people that walk through our door mm-hmm. but i notice this trend like everyone is so stressed out
1: mm-hmm. and it's
0: because they're taking care of other people mm-hmm. i gotta make sure i bring my kids to this practice yep. i gotta make sure you know i can handle this appointment for this person mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we just think about giving, 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 mm-hmm. giving, yep. but in order to give more,
1: mm-hmm. we have to
0: also learn how to receive, receive
1: exactly. right? Yep.
0: And I think for you, the marathon and the running mm-hmm. is the way that you can kind of run full circle with that.
1: Yeah, and it's weird because it's like, you're not doing, when you run or whatever your outlet is, that um, is your hobby, there's no one benefiting except you. Like nobody, mm. nobody's like, wow, she's out running. This is like, I'm getting a direct benefit from this.
0: Yeah,
1: it, It's not doing anything for anyone. I think there's a lot of beauty in that, just having that time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And at first it like, it felt really selfish that you were just like, okay, well, every Sunday morning I go out on a long run, I'll be back in three hours. Um, but it's not because you have to be healthy and do things that make you happy, That make you less stressed out, um, and you'll just be a happier, more pleasant person to be around. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's it like the marathon running is also very interesting because, like I said, I'm not very fast. I certainly am not qualifying for the Boston Marathon. It's a dream of mine um, to work toward. So um, Dr. J is kind of stuck with me for the foreseeable future. Um, But I. I ran a chair I ran um, the marathon for a charity last year that's what I'm doing again this year so there is someone that's benefiting um, and there's so many there's so much meaning to your miles and that's really really cool but at the end of the day this is voluntary nobody's mm-hmm. like you have to do this so this is mm-hmm. still a choice that you make um, to do to prove to myself that I can do it um, this is you know not compulsory and right. I think that's really cool yeah. just to do something that um, is for me always been a monumental goal and to do it um, for charities that mean a lot to you um, and just to do it voluntarily because you yeah. want to and yeah. it keeps you accountable to yourself like you can't just be like I'm gonna start training like Next you month. gotta like, plan this yeah. thing.
0: You can't just say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go next week." You gotta like, oh, no, I gotta like have yeah. my training cycle. I gotta yeah. get through the steps. But let's transition into like the charity, because mm-hmm. I, when we first got together, mm-hmm. of course we need to help you through a lot of the physical mm-hmm. issues, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, but I was Sorry, really moved. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we could talk. We could we talk about that. Maybe we don't. Know. Maybe we have need a whole new podcast about mm-hmm. that. But the mission that you were on mm-hmm. with the charity that you were doing, mm-hmm. I resonated with because mm-hmm. I came from a very similar background. And what tell us about the charity that you, you were running for last year.
1: So last year I ran for a charity called Boston Chinatown Neighborhood Center. Um, and that was an organization that I grew up in, really. I went to summer camp there as a child. I ended up working there for a few years when I was um, 16 to 18 and I volunteer there as a college um, access program mentor right now. I have a mentee, I started with him when he was a junior, now he's a senior. We just submitted early um, early action deadlines for a few colleges. And it is this organization that does so much for the Chinese community, but not just the Chinese community, um, just the immigrant community in general, helping them go, and their mission is beyond surviving to thriving. So we're not just like, okay, I'm here and I have a place to live and a job and I, I'm um, having my immediate um, immediate needs met. It's about education and making sure that there's a place for them in society so that they feel comfortable branching out and giving back to their communities. And it's just like it's cyclical. So the healthier our families are, the healthier our children are, the healthier our communities will be. Mm -hmm. So it was an honor and a privilege to represent them last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember them growing up. Mm -hmm. I was part of that program and it's good to just be around people who look like me, Mm -hmm. who are succeeding Mm -hmm. and who's lending a hand and say, hey, look, if I could do it, you could do it too. And, you know, now you're an attorney, mm-hmm. you know, and coming out of that program and now you're giving back to it, it's mm-hmm. kind of coming full circle. And this yeah. that's an awesome thing to and to really see happen.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, but when we were younger, we're not that old, uh, but when we were younger, it was their office was like this little office. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And um, they didn't have that many resources, but from people, um, you know, spreading awareness, um, sharing all the work that they do, they now have their own building. They've now branched out from Boston to Quincy, and they have the second ex- Chinatown. Yeah, they've expanded <laughs> their programming from beyond, um, you know, what beyond the daycare, beyond the summer camp, to adult education, to career-specific English classes, mm-hmm. and now to having this college access um, program for high school. Juniors and they assign um, these juniors a mentor that takes them through the last two years of high school. To... Did
0: you have a mentor when you were in high school?
1: I went, I luckily enough um, had went to a high school where I was really able to connect to my teachers, and um, they had uh, really, really guided me to um, you know figure out the college process and navigate that. Um, that time and it's, it's a scary time because you're like, I'm going to graduate high school. And then what? It seems really crazy now that we're, you know, so far removed from it, but I remember that anxiety and, um, not everyone has that growing up and like some people are lucky enough to have siblings, to have parents. I had my brother, um, who I watched him go through the college process. So that was really helpful for me. But for example, my mentee is an older brother. And he came from another country and he's just trying to, you know, figure it out and he wants to go to medical school and he wants to study engineering Mm -hmm. and you can have these big dreams, but without somebody telling you, Hey, this is how you get there. Without knowing people who have done it, you don't, it's kind of like this Herculean task that they think it is. So when you have someone that breaks it down.
0: So how do you get into law? Cause I, that is, I mean, that's a big accomplishment. It's, Taking the bar, passing it, and going to a law firm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Kind of like, kind of exactly what I hope to do for my mentee. It's, It was me going to college, and I went to college, and I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do. And then I got my first internship, and then from there, I met, um, they assigned me a mentor, and I saw that she, she's like spectacular I think she uh, you know I still keep in touch with her to this day and Mm -hmm. I really idolized her and looked up to her and she like she also ran marathons and she sang in a band and like she was just like the coolest person I've ever met and when I got to know her I saw that she was just like a regular person Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my god regular people do these things and so suddenly you're like Maybe I can do it too, mm-hmm. and so that's how it gets broken down for you step by step so um, mentorship guidance um, in all phases of life very mm. important
0: and just recognizing that everyone is just a regular person yeah at the very end of it yep like I built physical X, but I tell people all the time I'm just a regular person yeah I grew up at BCNC near yep. Chinatown I went to the YMCA mm-hmm. I was a staff there and yep. I if I could do something like this, hopefully I can inspire right. the next generation of people to take on more risks, to take right. on bigger roles. Right. Because I think, as for Asian, Asian American communities, we don't, a lot of us don't really try to branch out and right. create. Right. I think we look for a job or we. Stability. Stability, that's big. Mm. But it's important to also recognize that. Just opportunities out there and you can take it if you want to yeah
1: you have to take some risk and i think that's also something that comes with like the immigrant community mm. because a lot of immigrants are coming into a situation where they don't know the language they don't they're not familiar with anything really some of them are coming from and i had an, another internship when um, i was in college and i worked for an immigration attorney whose specialty was um seeking asylum for immigrants. So they were coming from war-torn countries. They were coming from um, really, really horrific um, experiences back in their own countries. Um, And there were refugees here trying to say, hey, like, let me stay here because it's way too dangerous for me to go back. Um, And then I realized that stability is so important to the immigrant community because they're often coming from places where they don't have enough opportunity, where life is really hard, or, you know, they're coming from wars, from persecution. And when you get to, um, the States and your you know, the proverbial American dream is, um, you know, available to them, that what that looks like is stability. So yeah, yeah, go out, get an education, get a job. And if you can have a roof over your head and you can have food, like you're doing great. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, BCNC is like that, thinks that's more in line with just surviving. But there's so much that people can share and give, and you do that by leadership, by creation. um, And I think that's what's really important. And Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, you starting a business. With your own culture, um, embracing your experiences and your background is so important so that everyone can see, like, this is what's possible mm-hmm. if you have some guidance and you take some risks.
0: Absolutely, because in the beginning, I was very much wanting to conform mm-hmm. like everyone else, mm-hmm. trying to just fit in mm-hmm. with everyone else. And I realized that is really not the best way to move forward. Right in order to be recognized, in order to build something special. You really right. gotta own in everything that's kind of unique about yourself. Right. And that's one of the things that I like about you because I think you're just 100% yourself like, yeah. all the time. I see mm-hmm. you here, I see you in an outing, I see you anywhere. Yep. It's just it's just Cassie yep. doing With Cassie. With the purple hair. Exactly, doing the, <laughs> doing the thing. All right, but let's talk, I wanna shift gears back into mm-hmm. just the physical side of running and then mm-hmm. I wanna talk about the current charity that That you're uh, a part of for this year's marathon. Mm -hmm. So when you first came in here, like, what were you feeling? Why do Why do we even cross
1: paths? So
0: um, kind of bring me back memory lane. Yeah, we
1: recross paths. Uh, actually, it was around this time because that was when you first had your your launch.
0: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that was That's after actually, the grand opening. Yeah.
1: Yep, and I um, so we'd been teammates in the past, like we have um, a lot of familiarity with each other, and I I have a very distinct personality that I think you're you you understand, um, and that's a very go, go, go personality. And when you're like- like, any high
0: achiever, I think, the go, go, go mentality is is either in the foreground or it's in the background, but it's there.
1: And for example, one of the things that I think that you uniquely understand about me was like, remember I got like really sick during, for like two weeks, and I had like two missed um, sessions because I like could not breathe. And um, after I was like back on my feet, I was like, I want to do this. This is my plan. I'm going to resume. And you're like, okay, like, no, I get the desire that is you to do that. But let's talk about your body and how that's going to affect it. And let's talk about your long term plan. You know, you lost two weeks. It's not a big deal. You don't have to pick up right where you left off. It's going to do more damage. So I really needed someone who was going to rein me in. So I ended up, one, I wanted to support, you know, my old friend and your new business. So I was like, you know, I'm going to come to opening and then I'm going to sign up for an assessment. Because as I was building my mileage, I knew that this was not a time to be reactive to injury. There's always going to be some reactionary measures taken, as you know. I was coming in here like, oh, okay, so this kind of hurts, but there were things that we were that never became issues mm-hmm. because we were able to prevent the issue, um, so that n- we didn't have to be reactionary to right. everything. And I think that's like going to the doctor. You go mm-hmm. to the doctor because you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. reacting to a thing that's wrong.
0: I think in the beginning we were working on the hip. Mm-hmm. you were running and you would always feel the hip kind of turned yep. on, right? Yep. And then we saw that the foot was playing a big role in it, yep. and then you were getting some foot pain. So you yep. were kind of coming in with like a whole yep. kind of laundry list of different type right. of issues right. happening. Kind of sometimes this day, this feels worse, this day this feels right. better, but then just this other part feels worse. Right. So how was that experience for you, kind of like figuring this out as we continue to work together? It
1: was. I mean, vital, really, because it wasn't, some people think that like, oh, you ran a 5K, now you're running a marathon. Oh, of course you did, because you can't just do anything, you know, 50%, it has to be 200%. I'm like, no, but I've been running my whole life. I took a break from it because I got injured, and I never found a way to get back into it, because I would get to a certain distance,
0: yeah.
1: and then I would be hurting. Yeah, what would, were you,
0: keep, what was the thing that's, you keep getting injured with?
1: It was the um, the, quad. the quad, remember, there's like that mm-hmm. scar tissue bit there, and then like my hip flexors would get, like were, it just, they were too weak. Um, mm-hmm. And it would just um, be things like my posture, like the back issue would flare up. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I was just like, you know, maybe not everyone can run a marathon. Um, and that's always been a dream of mine. And so when I, Kind of, so I joined a running group um, and I saw these incredible stories of people who came from, like, you know, I had a heart attack or I had hypertension, I had a weight problem, I started running when I was 60 years old. You heard these like incredible stories of people who trained to run a marathon. That's when I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this is, maybe I'm just doing something wrong. The answer is yes, I was doing a lot of things wrong. So I took the plunge, um, got accepted, and then I knew, I was like, I'm going to start doing things wrong again. But you only know what you know.
0: um, Of course. You you, you don't, because your body's so good at just figuring out what's the best strategy you have right now to run, but it doesn't always mean that is the best strategy. Yeah,
1: it's not sustainable. It's just just
0: workable for the moment until maybe you ramp up the mileage and your body say, hey, you know what? Right. I don't like this (laughs)
1: let's not do this week after week like i can figure out how to like get you out of a situation where you're running from a bear Mm -hmm. that's fine but when you have an immense training load and like a very disciplined schedule you really have to figure out what you can do better and so i think that the ability for you to optimize the things that were like that worked there are some things I I remember. You were like, "Wow, you build strength there really quickly. This is not a weak muscle. You just have to. It connects to this. That's the muscle that's weak. So then we fixed, you know, certain things, and then that's kind of like where the optimization came in. And then obviously there were things that like we I didn't know that were going to be issues that became issues because when you run 18 miles, like things like start hurting, mm-hmm. and then. Those you were li- we were limiting the things that we had to react to because we were getting ahead of problems that would have mm-hmm. been. Yeah. And now, I mean I still run. I'm running a half marathon on Sunday and like I um, have gotten faster. Um, I you know recently ran my fastest 5k time at 25 minutes mm-hmm. on a very hilly course, which for many, that's not very fast. For me it, it was. Um, and you know I felt great.
0: There it is. So, I mean, for the body, it really, when we're working together, mm-hmm. we're really trying to figure out, okay, where's the weak links? Where's right. the leaks in the force production right. paradigm? Right. That When your foot touches the ground, right. we need the foot to contribute. We need the calves contribute, right. the to contribute, the quads contribute, the hips to contribute, mm-hmm. and the rib cage. Mm-hmm. They all have to contribute like in a perfect world, an equal amount of work. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't always happen. Sometimes yep. the foot really contributes five percent, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the body has to somehow split the difference mm-hmm. of what's lacking. And I see that's where a lot of injuries start to go, yep. start to come on. Yep. It's not that certain parts are just weak or just, you know, not working well. Some parts are just maybe working too much, right. and some parts are just not working enough. Right. And one of the things that we did that I thought was really cool is that we were working on your feet, the mm-hmm. mechanics of your foot. Mm-hmm. And we noticed the calluses that you were yep. forming on the foot, they start to not form the way yeah. you know, that did. And that was a pretty cool. Right. Experience. And it
1: was like, it that was like a very night and day type of like physical testimonial. Like, you know, my back pain, it's like, I can tell someone, my back pain went away, but like, nobody can like see that, you know, but like I literally, there's, I mean, there's no calluses still, you know? Wow. So. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah I mean, m- I got a blood blister when I ran the marathon in the rain. But that's a whole different <laughs> yeah, yeah, story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what people don't realize is that if we can change the default movement pattern of the mm-hmm. body, we place load into the system differently, mm-hmm. and calluses form because there's an overloading of a structure mm-hmm. at a certain angle. Right, I mean, we can change that. Right, calluses goes away. Calluses is just a symptom of something a little bit deeper. Right, and as long as we can figure that out, we can kind of help with things like callus formation, which we, right. which most people think, hey, look, that's just the way it is.
1: It just, it just is what it is, you know, and that's, that's not. That's not the case. That's not true. No. And then, like, even the formation of blisters is. Um, you know, it hasn't been an issue. Um, In the past, it used to be like, oh, tape up your feet and put some powder on them, even if you were going out for like five miles. Now, it's not really something that I think about unless I'm going on, you know, like a really, really uh, long run that's well into the double digits. Then you take those precautions because you don't want That issue because your body does weird things when it's really tired
0: yeah when you push it to the limit you have to set some kind of protective mechanism in there
1: but it's not something that is um that i think about if i'm just like going on a you know it's a lighter day but it Mm -hmm. used to be it used to be like carry you know band-aids with you
0: right you gotta just make sure that all right i gotta do all these things to make sure my body's okay Mm -hmm. right it's probably a nice release to not have to think about that yeah. and just like, hey, you know what? I can just put get on my shoes and go. Exactly. Yeah. And that's really what we're about. We're trying to get people to mm-hmm. not have to think so much right. about their body. Because right. I think when it comes to pain, people put a lot of effort. Like, I got a foam roll for 30 minutes, I got to do this drill for yeah. 15 minutes, I got to wrap this foot, mm-hmm. I got to do all of this. Right. If we can take that and do, take 10% of that right. and say, that's good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think people would be much better off. Save so much time, less so yeah. stress. And
1: there's like a there was like a quality of life component to it too because not every week were we working on running related issues um, or running related um, prevention. I mean, I think a lot of people relate to I sit at a desk all day. Yeah. Um, and remember, my back pain would flare up during particularly stressful times. And it had been something that had been reoccurring for seven years since oh. I took the bar. And it was just something that I was like, yeah, and then I managed, you know, you take some ibuprofen and you just keep chugging along. But that really hasn't been an issue since because there are things just like breathing, which we all breathe, we have to do it, but there was like a better, better way to do it than <laughs> I was doing it.
0: <laughs> there is a way to breathe. <laughs> So the muscles in the back start to expand right. and start to let go. Right. But we don't think about that because breathing is such a very natural thing that we do. Right. We don't think that there is another method that we can accomplish this right. task. Right. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, even just things like that. So then, you know, if I'm not having back pain, I'm more productive at work because it did get to a point where I was like, I, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't work mm-hmm. And because it hurt to sit. Um, and when I got home I would just I would be you know lying down and that's not I mean that's not a way to live I have a two-year-old niece like she does mm-hmm. not trust me she does not want that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I have a dog and you know you're trying to you know train for whatever you're training for yeah. in you know um, the athletic world um, yeah, I'm too
0: busy to be in pain that's I'm what too you're busy, saying exactly. <laughs> I'm too busy to be in pain and <laughs> instead
1: of t- doing pain management in terms of okay now we have the onset of the symptom and now I manage with like the turf wheel um, and some ibuprofen we just have pain prevention mm mm-hmm. and that's very important yeah and that's important for like my daily life sitting all day and um, pain prevention when you're running
0: mm-hmm. absolutely and i'm glad you're doing the marathon again i, f- I had a mm-hmm. feeling one you of were us gonna, is glad. yeah i have a feeling you were gonna do it because you finished it that's great And i was like yeah i'm like knowing cassie she's probably gonna run another one yeah, and here like, you I'm are i'm not happy with my time <laughs> yeah, Here you are <laughs> but you're running for a different charity this yep. time yep you can tell us a little bit about this charity uh this year
1: so it's a charity called Marisa's Mission. They're um, a you know a small little nonprofit um, named after uh, a woman named Marisa Federico who also loved running. She fought breast cancer very courageously, and um, ultimately um, she uh, she died and she passed away, and that was really devastating for her family. Her sister started um, Marisa's mission, um, and her sister was her primary caregiver as she was going through it. So she understood, you know, firsthand how much it impacts not just the patient, but it can impact the family in the way that you know your family has to take work off. Um, and when you take work off, some people lose income, um, and when you lose income, you have living expenses that might not be able to be met. Um, and then on top of that, you have a loved one going through a horrible, um, disease and that comes with, you know, not just a financial burden, but there's like a, the emotional burden and the, it's just, it's a very crushing diagnosis. And I think that too many of us relate to that because it's cancer touches, um, all of us, We Unfortunately, most of us know somebody who's gone through it. Um, my mother has gone through it twice, um, and this past year um, I have had um, my life impacted by um, many of my loved ones going through this battle. And Marisa's mission gives direct financial assistance to patients and families of not less than $10,000. So every grant is at least $10,000. And while anything helps, it's actually a significant amount because when you think about all of the things you have to pay for just to like exist, if someone gives you, you know, a couple hundred dollars, that's wonderful, but with that you pay for one bill and now that you're not worrying about 10, you're probably worrying about eight. A grant like $10,000 actually gives a family like some reprieve, some running room with their finances so that they don't have to worry, so that they can focus all their mental energy and emotional energy on their health. Mm-hmm. And that's why Marisa's mission is you know, is so special because it is giving this direct assistance to these families mm-hmm. so that they can yeah. be, um, they can focus on this really, really tough battle. Right. And my fundraising goal is $10,000. So if I hit goal, it means that one family gets that significant financial relief. And that's like, that's, you know, just a little bit of hope Mm -hmm. during a really tough time.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, life is expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Life is expensive. I think that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. To give someone a couple hundred when they're dealing Mm -hmm. with cancer and everything surrounding it, Mm -hmm. Yeah, just quite frankly, doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. In my opinion, but that 10,000, that is huge. It is that huge. That can give months of just some relief from the worry yeah. that the family has to go through. So and, that's awesome. Know,
1: stress affects, her, affects all of us in like different ways, right? And it's like, for me, it's like, for example, a really small example is like, oh yeah, I had this really tough case. So yeah, that makes sense why I have this back pain. So if someone's fighting this, you know for their life the less stress that they have the better because it is like i truly believe that like stress manifests physically and so the less stress they have the better so if we can take away financial stress that's gonna be helpful mm-hmm. um and just like you know i know my mom when she was going through it um she, you know, went through rounds of chemotherapy, which just like depletes her body of everything, and she had to take these like white blood cell shots. And each one of those shots was like close to a thousand dollars. I'm like, that's how does anybody, you know, manage that? And then you see the statistic of like how many people file for bankruptcy within a few months of a cancer diagnosis. It's pretty staggering. Mm-hmm. And that's that should not be how it is. So that's why if these families can get direct financial aid to help, you know, just not worry for even just a little bit. Um, it's it's very, very meaningful.
0: Helping people not go through stressful times or like yeah. handle stressful times. That's kind of the core mission of what we're trying to get, yeah. get at. And yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Because I'm hearing stories of our clients coming in. They have to take care of. Their sick mother at the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. they have people visiting from out of town they have the kids that needs to be at certain places yeah. and they're dealing with a back issue that won't let up yeah and they're not sleeping well enough yeah it's just a list just keep going mm-hmm. keep going keep going and i'm still trying to figure this out it's Like, what is the best way to meet this person where they are because it right. might not even be exercise at that point right. it could just mean hey i need you to go down on the ground and yep. i want you to spend 10 minutes doing some breathing
1: mm-hmm. and
0: focusing on where the air is going into your body yep. and allowing those muscles to really relax right and have some tension relief right so speaking of stress relief well if it's not running mm-hmm. how else do you have stress relief, like how, what else do you do to kind of make yourself not think about work and the rest of the stuff you got to think
1: about? I repot my plans, <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah. Um, I have, you know, different hobbies, like you, I have my pup, um, my little Australian shepherd Brady, and like she makes sure that, um, you know, I'm just, it's nice to like, just think about and care about something else, you know, and mm-hmm. this She's just so happy all the time, um, you know, a little waggy tail, and you go out and you play some frisbee with her. It's just, it's just so, mm. I can't have a bad day with her. Um, and docs are so therapeutic. She's awesome. And then I think like, I so I'm a plant lady. Um, I have cared for some of the plants in this office. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, putting your care into something and literally watching it grow is also like really cool. Um, and you know, I hang out with my niece, um, and kind of like similar to, I don't mean to draw parallels between children and dogs, but like, she's (laughs) also, she's just so happy, you know, like it's, and it's just to focus on like those good things that are really rewarding and satisfying Mm -hmm. is really, um, it's really awesome. So I. Have to carve out time for all of these other aspects of my life because sometimes you don't always want to go yeah. for a run. It could be raining, um, mm-hmm. and I'll run a, I'll run a race in the rain. But if it's like raining for a week, I might skip. I might. You know, skip a I'm kind of
0: impressed that you're a busy person. Yeah,
1: we you, all are. You were just
0: well, yeah, it's true. But I <laughs> think you in particular, you were telling me just mm-hmm. about a class that you had to take mm-hmm. on. And I was, how do you find a time to do all of these things
1: mm-hmm.
0: all at once?
1: Um, oh, and I also love to cook and we have to eat. So like, you know, that's like built in and I'm grateful that I do. I love cooking and I find that also Mm -hmm. very, very therapeutic because you put all your work into something and there's a product at the end. Um, but I have, you know, a pretty like packed schedule. Um, and while I don't believe that you should schedule yourself, like within, you know, to, to the minute every day. Um, but if you, if things are important to you, you're going to make time for them. And I do think that is one of the things that I, um, I love is that when you make time for things, they give back to you. And when you get that satisfaction and you, you know, I see my relationship with my niece growing closer every day, it's like, Mm. it's so rewarding. And that in and of itself, like makes me very happy.
0: I think that is... Pretty impactful what you just said. Yeah. I think it's worth repeating. If you give time to something, yeah. It gives back to you.
1: Right. And you see that in all aspects of your life. Like, you know, my friends, like you make time for them, you reach out, you know, you say, Hey, come mm-hmm. over for dinner and some wine you see your friendships getting closer and closer. That's just I mean, that's life, right? Mm-hmm. Like if And you, I'm
0: thinking that more for your body. Yeah you know, the more you can put into your body, mm-hmm. some time that you can put into your body,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it'll give back.
1: And exactly, tenfold. like running keeps me healthy. I'm like, you, you run 20 mm-hmm. miles, you're gonna be drinking some water. Right, right. Um, you know, you're nice and hydrated, 10 cups a day. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Are you still doing your the movements that I taught you?
1: I, yep, I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably why I don't have any pain. Yeah. Um,
0: not, not too much, right? Not too much. It doesn't take too long, does it? No, How it long doesn't. does it normally take you to do to do what you need to do.
1: Um, it depends. Like if I'm uh, if I'm like actively going to go out on a run, it'll probably I'll do a lot. And if it's like a if it's like a bigger one, or I'm trying to go faster today and push myself, I'll probably spend a little more time um, on um, you know heating the body up and warming up, and then I'll probably do um, some heavier maintenance work. Yeah. But like generally, what's
0: like a regular maintenance like routine? to keep yourself healthy. Like. A lot
1: of calf raises. A lot of calf yeah, raises. Yeah, a lot of calf raises. Yep. Um, a lot of breathing. And now that I have a gym in my new office, um, doing some deadlifts.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a Couple times
1: a week. Couple times a week, very important. You feel that on the hills. Mm-hmm. Um, but calf raises, um, you know, when I'm stretching, um, I tend to do some stretching every day or like you're watching TV, I'll do my foot stuff because mm-hmm. that is still, you know when you like get injured and you like go out and you're like, Oh, I hope that doesn't become an issue again, you like have some anxiety about like whether this is gonna start hurting and because that was such a problem toward the end of the training cycle, I put a lot of time into like making sure particularly my left foot is, you know, we're working on those arches. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you just kind of fit them in like when mm-hmm. you can, right? Watching TV or like yeah. when you're waiting for your food in a microwave. Just fit it in. That's what I like to tell people. Is, mm-hmm. like, you don't have to dedicate a time in your day. Don't, mm-hmm. You don't have to schedule it. Right. Just throw it into things that you're already doing. Right. There are going to be times when there's going to be like a minute pause in yeah. your day. Yeah. I love microwaves yeah how long does it take you to beam up your life three minutes great right you have three minutes that you can do these little things right. that's gonna have this massive impact on how you're gonna feel later
1: right right yeah. or like i said like you know if i'm like standing in the shower you know like we'll do um so
0: many people told told me that they do a lot of exercise i gave them in the shower
1: yeah like we'll do the you know the ragdoll
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Spots.
1: like it's you know it's there's like that
0: ragdoll like, video of that yeah that i made with you in it mm-hmm. that was probably one of my best performing reels
1: yeah it's (laughs) happy to happy to oblige um so you know stuff like that it like it just reminds you to be more aware of your movement like just like how you should you know I've had to learn to be more aware of like you know my breath um and that type of um and uh like your posture and like how you're walking and when you're when i'm out running actually when i'm really tired i'm like okay (laughs) remember like Mm -hmm. you have to loosen up like the body to make sure that like there's some movement up here so you just have to be more conscious of your body i like that
0: you mentioned that because i don't want people to think that you i you want to be conscious about everything that you do mm-hmm. but it's more like be conscious of not tensing up too much exactly. i think that's because mm-hmm. there's a whole big difference between oh i want to control every single movement right you, you can't right but what you can't control is oh i think i'm i'm a little stiff let's mm-hmm. let's loosen up right now that is something that you can kind of consciously con- try to control a little bit right but i do not like it when people are like all right i want to make sure my foot plans this way my knee goes mm-hmm. this way my hip goes this, go this way i'm like you do not have enough brain power in your body, right. in your mind to be able to control something mm-hmm. that should be very unconscious, right? subconscious.
1: And you have to like output energy efficiently. And that's not an efficient use of mental or physical energy, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. So it's, I think there's like a lot of talk about like how you need to be aware of yourself. I think most people use it like, you know, self-awareness in that how you're impacting others and like having some social awareness. I think that um, for me, I was never aware of like my own physical like being. Mm. And I think that's why I remember I came in here and you're like, do you ever do yoga? I'm like, no, I hate it. Like, I don't want to focus on my breathing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel productive for me. Like I want to sweat, I want my heart to pound. I want to like, I want things to burn. Mm -hmm. And eventually remember, (laughs) I have to learn how to find the value in breathing.
0: Yeah. Everyone could use some help with breathing. Yeah. Especially with this day and age.
1: Yeah. And then when I'm like, even things like I'm sitting at my desk, I'm like, just put your, you know, put your hands up and and breathe into your back. I'm like, that sounded crazy to me until it started working.
0: Yeah. Until you're like, ooh, I'm looser. Yeah. Wow. My back doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. Amazing. Well. Great to have you, thank you, my, thank you so much for sharing of your course. story. Um, good luck with the marathon this year. And of course, if you need us, you know where to find us.
1: I will be here. All right. And then this year you'll get another spike. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I still have the, the spike right in my yeah. office right there. Everyone sees it every yep. single day.
1: Yep, spike, spike's a spike brother.
0: Sounds good, thank you so much. Of
1: course.